This episode is brought to you by Pure Spectrum CBD. Sirak and I have been taking CBD and we are loving it. I'm holding the tincture right now. Talin, can you open your mouth, please? Now? Yeah, I'm going to give you a dosage. <laughs> now keep it there for 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. While she does that, let me tell you the great benefits of CBD for PCOS. Studies show it reduces cortisol, mm. improves insulin sensitivity, mm -hmm. reduces inflammation, you can go to PureSpectrumCBD.com now to order and use the code THESISTERHOOD, one word, at checkout for 20% off. Natalia, hold it for 30 seconds longer while the sisters enjoy the show. <laughs> Welcome to A Sister and Her Mister, a podcast where we show you the real behind the scenes of how we balance the PCOS lifestyle in our marriage, gluten and dairy-free. I'm Talin, your fellow sister and registered dietitian. And I'm Sirak husband, engineer, and PCOS personal trainer. We're going to make PCOS a little less overwhelming and a lot more fun. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, sisters. Welcome, sisters, to another episode of the podcast. We have a great topic today. Fruit. Is fruit bad for PCOS? Uh, it's a great conversation to have, and today we're going to talk about our approach with fruit. We also have um, quotes from other doctors and their own approach with fruit mm -hmm. and a lot more information to help you learn about fruits impact on PCOS and whether is it good or bad how much to have all that is going to be answered on today's podcast episode that's right we're getting lots of questions about this and it's a common you know fruit is a common food to reach for when we have cravings so it's a great topic yeah exactly so tune in for this great episode first Mm -hmm. Just want to mention, we have two mics back today. I know last <laughs> week, if you if you guys listened and watched the episode, we had to share one mic because one of the mics had a malfunction. We we're all cozied up together. Today, we're separated huh. to two mics. Admit it, you miss being cozied up with me and one mic. A little bit, but you had me sweating halfway through the podcast episode <laughs> last week because Talion always radiates heat. Like, the sun what can i like say like a reactor she's like a nuclear reactor <laughs> that's like radiating heat all the time and if you don't release it it's just like the like engineer in you is coming out exactly but uh, all jokes aside the two mics are back so the sound quality should be back to you know greatness as it always is mm -hmm. i hope yeah yeah so yeah today we're going to talk about fruit oh wait sorry one more thing one more thing fruit, it's kind of related to fruit mm -hmm. but you know we mentioned last week we kind of built like a farm on our patio right like we have basically on our patio like fields of lettuce i'm saying fields but uh planters of lettuce like kale and um carrots, Swiss chard, carrots onions, onions potatoes everything except fruit yeah <laughs> yeah everything except fruit but uh, just to update, we had an infestation. Caterpillars s ravaged, ravaged through our village of just of greens. You wrapped know, themselves around the stem, like barbarians, and chomped through our kale. So, as you might have guessed, I have started a war. <laughs> Basically, I brought in the reinforcements. As you might have guessed. Yeah, I have like I have special organic sprays to help with it. I'm also like going through all of them every day for like an hour and picking out the caterpillars and throwing them in a bush so they mm -hmm. can go and have enjoy that bush instead of my gosh darn kale. lettuce and kale and all this jazz. So you know, <laughs> I'm keeping it cool. But you know, sisters, I've, I've I've got to say I'm a little bit annoyed of this attack. Deep breaths, babe. Deep, Deep breaths. breaths. <sighs> but yeah. <sighs> Uh, I mean, I just thought it was really funny the way they like grab onto it and chomp and then they like grow and grow and they're yeah. big. And they're so hard to see. Like they camouflage 
perfectly mm -hmm. with the branch and the stem yeah, of like the lettuce. Yeah, you cannot see them. It's impossible to see. And until you like get closer, you're like, oh my God, how did I even see this now? Like, yeah, it's yeah. It's funny. The chronicles of our garden. <laughs> we'll keep you updated, sisters. Yes. All right. So moving on to the topic of today's podcast. Again, it's going to be about fruit. Mm -hmm. And we're going to go through information that we've collected as well as we went and talked to a couple of doctors and we asked them, what's your approach with fruit and peace to us? And we have their direct um, answers that we're going to read to you on this podcast episode. Mm -hmm. uh, quick thing, Tanya, why don't you talk about your personal experience with um, fruit and fruit and the, your PCOS in college and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I had really bad cravings in college. I was really struggling with insulin resistance and I didn't even know what insulin resistance was or how to treat it. And I remember reaching for fruit as like a great alternative to the cookies and junk food that I was craving. But then I found that I was eating so much fruit. Like mm. every single snack was a fruit and it wasn't even sufficing. Like it wasn't even, heal, you know, getting the craving quenched like mm -hmm. i just kept eating more and more like a banana here an orange there and grab an apricot i remember like i vividly remember putting it in ziploc bags and like yeah. putting it in my backpack and just not knowing any better and there's like that thought I, f I feel like it's really put out there oh fruit is healthy quote-unquote healthy you can yes. eat as much as you want and nothing is gonna happen because it's super healthy for yeah. you yeah yeah so but we're, when you're thinking specifically with pcos you want to think of what's going on we have insulin resistance and we want to treat that insulin resistance and what i've found to be very helpful is to limit fruit just in the beginning of treating insulin resistance the first few months while you're like getting the hang of it limiting it to one piece of fruit a day yeah. and one then serving. as your insulin resistance gets better and your cravings get better and improve then you can start incorporating it because your metabolic dysfunction that's like going on with mm -hmm. your hormones is resolving so yeah. then you can handle it better of course everyone knows what's best for their body of course and like one piece of fruit might not be necessary for everyone so of course it's up to you to decide we're talking to like a broad audience of women with pcos exactly and just to be clear this doesn't mean that fruit is bad because fruit isn't bad fruit is great for you it yeah. has a lot of vitamins nutrients and like fiber mm -hmm. it's just it's in moderation right like you want to just make sure you're eating maybe one serving for you so that you're not impacting your insulin resistance yeah. for others it might be two to three servings eventually you know once you're managing your pcos and your insulin resistance so it's really about looking at it from a, it's not like it's nothing is black and white sisters like mm -hmm. anytime we we say oh like we recommend this much it never means that it's a bad thing it's just we're talking about ranges and we're talking about what are healthy portions and stuff yeah. like that and i really believe that women with pcos you know there's so many different types and so many different recommendations but everyone wants an answer like one answer not like a broad thing yeah. so when i say one fruit a day it's like try that one thing see if it works for you and if it doesn't perhaps you know you can eat more or whatever but People look for specific answers. That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So that's why I say like one fruit a day. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So getting right into this, let me give some of my tips on how to eat fruit. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, some of the quotes that we have from these doctors also give some great recommendations. But typically I have three main points about the best ways to eat fruit. Mm -hmm. First, you want to pair it. So just the other day we paired it. We had prosciutto. Yeah, I remember. And peaches. We were watching the sunset by the beach, and we we're eating peach, uh, peaches and um, 
prosciutto yeah yeah it's a great protein i didn't really think i would like it i didn't think that the sweetness and like the prosciutto would go well together but it actually went really well nice together yeah it's not my thing though i'm not gonna say i would <laughs> gravitate towards fruit and meat together but you know it works i guess it's yeah i just don't think of prosciutto as me i think of it as like a picnic food like a cute like i feel you and I, I didn't get like a sugar rush either when i had that yeah or like a like a dump of like energy after like mm-hmm. half an hour later which sometimes happens when you're having yeah too much fruit Sirak was begging me for cheese, though. I, I forgot to bring I it. I was like, how can you not pair uh, prosciutto with some cheese? I, I mean, I'm talking about I e- even dairy-free selfish. cheese. Lie I to did. me here and give me dairy-free <laughs> cheese. Obviously, Talin doesn't eat cheese herself, but, you know, I, I have like a section of the fridge where I have a couple of slices in case, you know, for I, me. I didn't even think to get you cheese. That no, I'm so selfish. It's I mean, fine. to be honest, no, no, no. <laughs> Because to be honest, I'm like 90% gluten and dairy-free. Yeah. The only time I ever have cheese or gluten is with like a sandwich. That's the only time. And even that, like I'm starting to be like, maybe I should limit that. Because I feel great when I don't have gluten or dairy. Like less back pain. You know. Inflammation is reduced. The other day, I had like this really big, thick, bready sandwich. Yeah. It was like. It was an everything bagel sandwich. Yeah. And I, and I even told you, oh, babe, this is like this breaded. I don't like it. It's too thick and stuff. And I, my neck has been hurting last day i don't know if it's directly related but you know <laughs> i've heard you know inflammation caused by gluten can cause like joint pain and stuff yeah it does they've shown that in research yeah. so. all right all right the second tip for eating fruit choosing low glycemic index fruits mm-hmm. so this so glycemic index is you know the way your blood sugar reacts to when you're eating the fruit so how high does it go and so things like berries keep your blood sugar low and also like bananas those make your blood sugar go up that's why i put half a banana in my smoothie Mm -hmm. so just keeping in mind like the different fruits and where they are on the glycemic index and we'll actually get into that because dr padiguana gives us some great tips and i mean dr fiona does yeah we have several doctors we have several doctors to quote here um and then let's see three portion control portion control of course like i said one fruit a day that's either like a cup of berries or a cup of the fruit or like a tennis ball size of the fruit those are my three tips nice i like that. how to eat fruit i like that serving recommendation yeah. tennis ball size that's yeah very easy. it's like almost like your fist your right fist. If you can put your fist together mm-hmm. that's like one apple or like maybe like one and a half peach or like just something like exactly that. your yeah. fist yeah. And again, this doesn't mean that fruit is bad or anything like that. We're just saying you want to keep a portion control just like with any other fruit because of the insulin resistance yeah. impact this can have on you. And I've seen this with patients. Like I had one patient who was having like a fruit filled smoothie in the oh, mornings yeah. and she felt lightheaded because it was causing like her blood sugar to crash mm-hmm. afterwards. And just by adding protein powder, reducing the fruit amount to like half a banana, a little bit of berries, she felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw it firsthand, like with somebody who was extremely insulin resistant. So yeah. fruit can have a major impact. Like people have acai bowls for breakfast and things like this. And it's just, I feel like it's not catering towards PCOS. Yeah. And like, I see this a lot too with like maybe somebody who has like a lot of oats or like for breakfast, they'll have like this crazy like oat breakfast. Not that not that's crazy, but like this breakfast Mm -hmm. with like a bunch of fruit on top of it, like strawberries and like blueberries and like a lot like bananas. And with the oats that are already a car. Yeah, exactly. Like that may be too much because you're really like 
one combining all these different types of fruits with uh, already a high carb breakfast. Yeah. And if you're not pairing that with high protein, then really you're going to one get a lot of cravings. You're going to impact your insulin resistance. Yeah. And like it's cause issues. See how you feel an hour or two after you eat. And if you feel really good and energized and fine, then okay, maybe you're not that insulin resistant. But if you crash and you're fatigued and you're hungry again and so on, then you know that that oatmeal, that fruit, like it's just too much for you. So you know best what's good for your body. Mm-hmm. Yes. So should we launch into some of these quotes? Yeah. So we went and we asked uh, several doctors and we asked them, what is your recommendation when it comes to fruit and PCOS? I can read the first one. Yeah, Dr. Nirvana. She was our first podcast doctor yes. guest. Yes, I, I believe episode number 12. She, so Dr. Nirvana is a naturopathic doctor. She resides mm-hmm. in Orange County. So if you're near LA, Orange County, uh, you can you can search Dr. Nirvana and you may be able to find her to get help with your PCOS. Damn, you remember which episode it was? Yeah, I'm episode pretty 12? sure it was number 12, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, read it. So Dr. Nirvana's response is, One of the things to consider with fruit and PCOS is that balancing blood sugar with fiber is key. Mm. So the more fiber a fruit has, the better it will be at balancing blood sugar as well as being lower on the glycemic index. Insulin resistance is a core root cause of PCOS, as you already know. So balancing it via diet is the first step to healing. She continues, "Uh, I generally recommend no more than one cup of low glycemic fruits a day at the beginning of the healing process then once insulin resistance is no longer an issue two to three low glycemic fruits a day is sufficient depending on activity levels she also says fruit does not have to be avoided if you have pcos some women stop eating fruit because they've heard they need to avoid it to balance their blood sugar but avoiding the sugar found in fruit isn't the same as avoiding the sugar found in something like a cookie that's, That's a great, awesome. perfectly said. That is very true. It's not the same sugar as the one found in cookies or the ones found in like other, you know, snacks. Fruit mm-hmm. sugar is obviously different, you know? I probably she, learned this one serving of fruit a day from her because she was my first naturopathic doctor. Yeah, and it worked for you. It's yeah. A lot of great women. So like just to recap what she says, she says, I generally recommend no more than one cup of low glycemic fruits a day mm-hmm. at the beginning of the healing process. Mm-hmm. And then she says... Once insulin resistance is no longer an issue, two to three low glycemic fruits a day, depending on activity levels. Yeah. So again, that basically goes back to what we were recommending earlier in the episode was, you know, when you're first starting out, one serving a day. When you have it all under control, two to three servings a day. Mm-hmm. So exactly. And fruit has a lot of fiber in it. And that and she mentions how it because it has fiber, it'll slow the absorption into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, we're pairing it with like prosciutto and stuff and protein like that, but it ha- naturally has its own fiber too. And yeah. that's great for your blood sugar, especially if you choose low glycemic fruits. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. The next uh, quote is from Dr. Pariguana. Mm-hmm. She was actually on our podcast. Uh, I don't remember this episode number. Oh, come on. Episode number 30, actually. Wow. I think you so. You guys have to check if yeah, he's please right. Check if I'm right. Episode number 30 uh, was with Dr. Padaguana, and she is actually like an expert on insulin resistance, and she wrote a book yes. called The PCOS Plan with mm-hmm. co-author uh, Dr. Jason Fung. Yeah. 
And um, she's like an expert on this topic. So, Tan, why don't you read Dr. Paraguana's response yes. to our question about PCOS and fruit? All right. Dr. Paraguana, she says, My opinion about fruit is simple, but it sometimes requires a lengthy explanation, especially about how fruit can sometimes increase your cravings as opposed to squashing them. Ooh, this goes back to what I mentioned before. She says, in the book, there's a chapter that mentions fruit and on the food list, I encourage berries with meals. Mm. Also, remember that avocado is a fruit, a large berry Whoa. that I highly encourage. I, I always forget that. I always that. forget that it's a, a fruit. berry. Imagine. Okay. So... She also says fruits contain far less fructose than processed foods contain that contain added sugar. Fruits also contain vitamins and nutrients along with a large amount of soluble and insoluble fiber in the pulp. The dietary fiber may act as an antidote to the harmful effects of fructose and its bulking effects preventing overeating. So wherever possible, restrict your sugars to fresh seasonal fruits, preferably mm -hmm. locally grown. Now, there's a lot of great points here. Yeah, a lot of great points. So the first great point is how she says that cravings can sometimes get worse as opposed to getting squashed yeah. by eating fruit. And that's totally what happened to me. Yeah. Cravings yeah. are a complicated issue. You can't just ignore them, you know, and you, you have to be mindful all the time For of your a, insulin A craving levels. means that your body, there's something off. Like your body right. is craving something at the wrong time because something before, like maybe you had yes. the wrong snack, the wrong a meal Not that was too much protein, of carbs. Yeah. Too much carbs. Yeah. yeah. So listening to that is really important. Yeah. Reflect on your day and what you've eaten that day and... Yeah. You know, don't just say, oh, whatever, I'll just have a piece of fruit. Like, think about it. Yeah. You know, like you said, think and about how much. Think about it, not to prevent, like, when, when we say think about it, we don't say, like, okay, don't eat anything if you're craving. It, it's Go ahead and eat. Eat. But yeah. just think about what you, what you ate last and maybe what's something you could have modified to help you not crave as yes. sooner. So maybe you look back, oh, you know what? I had too much carbs during my breakfast. I had... Uh, barely any protein yes. no wonder i'm hungry and then you know the next morning to basically add some protein powder and have 40, try something yeah, new yeah have like 35 to 40 grams of protein and now maybe your cravings are a little bit less and like basically using that approach mm -hmm. with your cravings and any feelings you might be getting yeah you have to investigate your health and figure out what's right for you yeah so and she also mentions another great point um eating berries with meals yeah that's kind of cool. Like put it in your salad, you know, have a handful right after your meal yeah. because that will help with the absorption of the sugar and slowing that down. With of course, protein it has, and healthy fats. Yeah. You like had a whole meal, so it's not going to spike up your blood sugar right away. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a great tip. I never even thought of that. Yeah. And then saying avocado is a fruit. Yeah. Love that. So, <laughs> great tips by Dr. Paraguana. So as you can tell, she also recommends kind of going to the low glycemic fruits like berries and things like that. And mm -hmm. if you love avocados, then go for it, sisters. Avocado. We love avocados. They're Who great. knew I was putting a berry in our sandwiches? <laughs> Avocado. Hey, you learn something new every day. <laughs> I didn't know it was a berry. I, yeah, I, a I berry. heard it's a fruit, but I didn't know it was a berry. Yeah, anything with a seed, I think, is a fruit. Okay, that's not... Let's not no. say some weird... Anything with a seed is a fruit. Yes. But er, almost everything has a seed, doesn't it? No. Kale no. doesn't have a seed in it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So like peaches, it has a seed in the middle. It's a fruit. Okay. We're going to have to Google this later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not specific on the seed and fruit 
dilemma here. I remember having like a conversation about this when I was younger, like learning about this and being mind blown. Wow. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's move on to the next doctor, Dr. Fiona. Yes. And now I pulled her quote from her book, Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS. Yeah, it's a great book. If you haven't read it, it's something I read uh, from Tallinn's recommendation to, her, to help me learn about PCOS and such. But it's a great book. We highly recommend it. Eight Steps to Reverse Your PCOS. Love it. Dr. Fiona is the um, author of the book. And this is the, how do you say, excerpt? Excerpt? Excerpt. Excerpt from her book. <laughs> Do you want to read it or should I? Okay, I'll read it. Um, sorry, okay. Fruit, she says, fruit is an excellent source of fiber, vitamins, and minerals and are one of the main sources of carbs that should be included in a diet for PCOS. They are also a healthy option you can take quickly on the go. As fruits do contain significant amounts of natural sugars, it's best to choose the lowest sugar fruits as a general rule. Other fruits can also be enjoyed if the quantities are kept in check. Low sugar fruits include avocado, tomato, papaya, berries. And then she says medium sugar fruits include cantaloupe, apricot, pineapple. And high uh, sugar fruits are cherries, mango, dates, and bananas. So... Uh, great tips by Dr. Yeah. Fiona. She's, she also mentions about, you know, obviously the, the great benefits of fruit, but also the how, you know, fruits do have sugar and you want to be able to uh, consume fruits that are lower in sugar. Mm -hmm, exactly. She also mentions that it should be the main source of carbs. Mm. Or, wait, does she say should be? She says vitamins are one of the main sources. Are one of the main sources of carbs that should be included in a diet with PCOS. Like don't avoid them. Yeah. And I think this is great advice because actually, you know, it's it's best to steer towards um, naturally gluten-free carbs, of course, and Oftentimes, if you have gut issues, eating grains that are gluten-free or not gluten-free can harm your gut and irritate it. So if you're having stomach issues, and a lot of women with PCOS have this issue, eating things like potatoes or getting your carbs from fruits could be much easier on your stomach. So I think that that's what she's trying to say here mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. she says that it's like a great source of carbs for mm -hmm. women with PCOS. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to maintain your gut health. So choosing, you know, naturally gluten-free non-grain options are great if you have stomach issues. Yes. And just to repeat the fruits in case I'm sure sisters are like, oh, what were the fruits you what mentioned? The, the low sugar fruits are avocado, tomato, papaya, berries. The medium sugar fruits are cantaloupe, apricot, pineapples. And then high sugar fruits that Dr. Fiona mentions are cherries, mangoes, dates, bananas. So mm -hmm. like... For example, if you're gonna have a banana, definitely have half a banana in your with your smoothie or something. Yeah. Since it's high in sugar like exactly. that. Exactly. You wanna be aware of this. Because, you know, when you're like grabbing a bunch of you now you can think like which one's better for me? If you want. But if it's too restrictive, once again, like do what you feel like doing. You don't wanna be on this like super restrictive, miserable diet if you just want some cherries, yeah, you know? Exactly. Alrighty, uh, our next doctor that we asked this question to was Dr. Samina Mitha. Mm -hmm. She was also on our podcast. Okay, this one, I don't remember the podcast episode number, but I'm just going to guess number 18. <laughs> That's my guess. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to guess number 18. Okay. But uh, anyways, uh, Dr. Samina Mitha, uh, her response to our question was, Tali, why don't you read this one? Okay. She says, I typically recommend patients stick to berries for fruit. 
blueberries, blackberries, strawberries, raspberries. We know berries do not spike insulin or glucose. If you compare berries versus bananas on the insulin index, we see that one cup of berries is two points versus one medium banana which is around 25 points. Wow. That means that our insulin will rise much more if we have something like a banana versus a cup of berries. Since fruits get broken down to sugar, aka glucose, I consider it a carb and should always be paired with a healthy fat and protein. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's very interesting. And you know, reading this, I'm starting to think that people who say PCOS... Oh, I'm sorry. People who say fruit is not bad for PCOS, that's a dangerous generalization mm-hmm. because they're not taking into effect the the different, you know, the insulin index compared with berries versus banana. And like when you say that fruit is not bad for PCOS, which it's not bad for PCOS, but you need to explain. Right. You need to like say that, OK, fruit isn't bad. However, some fruits will spike your insulin index a lot more than other fruits and cause issues with your insulin resistance mm-hmm. and then you're going to get the, the opposite results that you're looking for. That's so, right. Dr. Samina says the perfect comparison of a banana and a berry here. Yeah, and she's very well versed on the insulin index. I remember her mentioning this in the podcast episode as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. She's very well versed on the insulin index because it's so important to look at that. And in my opinion, it's even more important than the glycemic index because you really want to see how you're having an insulin response to something. The more insulin that you have in your bloodstream, the more insulin resistance that your cells are going to experience by after being bombarded with all that insulin. So once again, like the banana, 25 points on the insulin index and berries, two points on the insulin index. That's yeah. a huge difference and it's so important to be knowledgeable about this so that when you make choices of what you're going to eat you know exactly what's going on with your body Mm -hmm. when you make these choices exactly our well-informed audience yeah that's right this is like the whole point is to help you be informed about like specific topics like fruit you know it's a very common conversation in the pcos community just like anything else right we want you to have the right proper knowledge sometimes you know, like on Instagram, we try to explain, but obviously Instagram is just like a post, right? Yeah. We can't get down and tell you like the details. Like that's exactly. where we try to help explain the details here on this podcast to keep you informed. So now hopefully from this, you've learned that one fruit isn't bad for PCOS, but I need to make sure I'm eating the right sort of fruits and like making sure that my servings are right for me and my body. Yeah. And my insulin levels. And now from now on, I'm going to eat berries with dinner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, such a weird combination, but I'm into it. It's like imagine you eat the berries right after you eat like a ribeye or something with French fries. You're like with friends. They're like, what are you doing? Yeah, like you take out the (laughs) berries at the end, or like, or if we're having like a if we're having like a nice like seafood uh, extravaganza, and then at the end of it, here's the berries. (laughs) Take it out of my purse. (laughs) It could work. It could work. Okay, so now we're going to go on to DMs. So on Instagram, Talion asked the sisters, asked all of you, mm-hmm. how many servings of fruit do you usually eat in a day? And then we got all your responses and we're going to read them on the episode right now. Yes, I did a little sticker question because I just wanted to know what people are doing out there and what's like, what do you guys feel good with? So many sisters replied with one serving of fruit. Um, or two servings of fruit, 
And um, some people replied with what fruits they like to eat, <laughs> oranges and berries. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainly the responses were one to two servings a day. That's good. So it sounds like people are, oh, someone even said half a, half a piece of fruit a day. Mm-hmm. You know, just depending on your level of insulin resistance and how you feel. Absolutely. It's yeah. very important to consider like your body what what levels of servings is right for you and that's just through trial and trial and error just like with any other food you know trial and error see what's working for you see what's not working for you for a lot of sisters they find one to two servings is great for some it might be less for some it might be more yeah i mean honestly like 90 percent are saying one to two servings so very cool to know yeah what's happening out there in the pcos community yes okay so I guess that's like a, we're going to move on to the PCOS hotline. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to play a voicemail for, to, and answer the question. But that basically explains our point of view of PCOS and fruit. As I, well as like four different doctors. Yes, as well as the opinion of four very well credentialed um, uh, doctors. Who we have interviewed. Who we have inter- interviewed three out of four. Mm-hmm. And we hope that sisters are able to take away that one fruit isn't bad for PCOS. Two, that there are the right portions, right serving sizes for everybody. Mm-hmm. And three, just do what's best for you. I, exactly. just, I, don't, I had to say a third point just to <laughs> bring it all together. Tie it in, babe. Tie it in. But yes. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Oh, snaps. The phone is ringing. Let me pick, pick it up. Bob. You guys know who Bob is, by the way? <laughs> I talk about Bob all the time when I pick up this phone. Basically, Bob is my imagine, imaginary friend who I have arguments arguments with all the time live on the Instagram to keep you guys entertained. Today, we did an Instagram live and Sirak did like the Bob bit. And he's yeah. like, sorry, I haven't called in a while. We've been upset at each other. I yelled at you. <laughs> I'm literally creating fake relationships for entertainment. I hope I'm not going crazy. You are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Let's play. Uh, um, oh, a sister who left a voicemail on our hotline. 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 Hey guys, um, I have a quick question. Um, when you talk about overflow in particular, I know it's myoimpulse, um, and um, I think it's one more um, ingredient as well. Um, now, taking any random inosal, what do you think? Um, is like, is it is it better to just take Ovisol or does it actually make a difference um, to perhaps take um, like just a generic brand as well of Inositol of any kind? Is there um, something like that's actually specifically um, in Ovisol that makes it better than others? It would be really helpful. Thank you. Great question, sister. Yes. So many times, like um, we we recommend Ovacetol mm-hmm. as a great Inositol supplement which can work just as effectively as metformin. So maybe the question is like, why Ovacetol, right? Right. Ovacetol has this special combination of Mayo and D-Chiro-Inositol. It's a 40 to 1 ratio that mimics the ratio that should be in our cells. Mm -hmm. And that's why it is so effective. And it has shown to be so much more effective than just taking Inositol alone. So a lot of our sisters who are taking Ovacetol specifically are seeing great results within like the three-month period of taking it because it comes in like a three-month supply. And, you know, the reason why we love it so much is because it is the exact combination that's found in our bodies 
Mm. And that improves our cells insulin resistance when you have that proper combination, that insulin sensitivity improves. So that's why we recommend Ovacetol versus just plain Inositol. Absolutely. And research actually does show that inositol supplements work just as effectively as mm-hmm. metformin. So which is why we like say if you're having insulin resistance, you're having cravings before going straight to metformin, you know, ovacetol, which is an inositol supplement can be a great natural option. Right. Something to consider and talk to your doctor about. Yeah. And also one of the benefits of Ovacetol over other Inositol supplements is that Ovacetol comes in a three-month supply. Mm -hmm. So because it comes originally in a three-month supply, it's a lot cheaper because usually it takes about three months to balance your hormones and insulin resistance with Inositol supplements. So when you get in a three-month supply, you're actually getting it cheaper because other supplements, they usually sell in a one-month supply. And if you do that three times, the total price almost more almost always is more than the one-time purchase of of, of acetol. Yeah. Especially when you consider we have a 15% off discount code, Mm -hmm. PRC code. If you go into the podcast description, you'll see that. That's right. And yeah. And honestly, like, I feel like we should, because we're we're very transparent. We're always very supportive of the PCOS community. And as a very transparent podcast, I do want to mention that Ovastol is a sponsor of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Many of you have, have heard their advertisement in the beginning of the podcast and other episodes. But honestly, they are the brand that Tallinn started with years ago before ever being sponsored on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like Tallinn was taking this for years. She recommended to her own sister Mm -hmm. who just got off of birth control and was having insulin resistance and a whole lot of other issues. Mm -hmm. She basically takes it herself every single day. So anytime we have like just I always mention this, but it's good to always say it. Anytime we like recommend a supplement or we have an advertise uh, an ad in the podcast, it's something we truly believe in. And we did way before we got sponsored by them. Exactly. Like even with the (laughs) CBD. CBD. Yes. I was taking that CBD pure spectrum brand for the last two years, two and a half years. Before we got married. Before we got married and before the sponsorship happened. The sisterhood. Exactly. So (laughs) I I just like to put that disclaimer in and keep it completely transparent. Because we, we all, yeah, we love you, and we only recommend supplements that we truly believe in, and that we think you know helped us or helped Tallinn and her own experience and would yeah, help others. Exactly. Yes. Moving on to the win. Yeah. Wins, plural. Because I chose three again. Because we have so many. Yeah. And three isn't even all of them. So <laughs> I exactly. just like go to the most recent screenshots. So if you don't know, every week on the podcast, we read a win of the week, which is a sister who's managing her PCOS and who's losing weight and basically got everything under control. And this week or we have three winners. Or starting to get everything under control. Or starting, yeah, of course. Or starting <laughs> or has taken a step, anything really. It's not all about, you know, getting to that one goal or losing weight or anything. It's just about taking the first steps, taking the right direction in your PCOS journey. That's right. So the first win, she goes... Tallinn, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You know, people are usually skeptical before they begin something. I was one of those people who thought nothing would work. During this past summer, I dieted and worked out three times a day. I would run in the mornings, then come home to to do Zumba for an hour. And then I would do some weight training and kickboxing and nothing changed. It's been only one week of going gluten and dairy free and I'm already down five pounds. Thank you. I really mean it amazing great job sister i mean especially for those people who 
who are skeptical about like, doing anything because they just feel nothing will work. This mm-hmm. is a great story right here. It's like if you're feeling that way, trust us, sisters. There is something that can work for you. There is a step you can take to feel better immediately. So don't don't feel down on yourself. Exactly. Seriously. So and then the second one, babe, do you want to read this by yes. V Nishna? Yeah, the Nishna. previous one didn't have a name, but I'm sorry. I yeah, this sister <laughs> didn't her, have it in the screenshot. Yeah, her name is Venetia. She says, "Hi, Tallinn. Just wanted to say thank you for all your advice. I was already dairy free, but went gluten free for the last two weeks, and I have been taking Ovastol for a week. And I cannot believe," she says in capital letters, "I cannot believe I already lost five pounds with the same amount of moderate exercise as before." That's awesome. Great job, Venetia. Just goes to show you diet and lifestyle can be the biggest factors huge like, factors and lowering your insulin levels and just treating the yeah. root of the issue yeah i mean you, you tweak one thing can have a huge impact mm-hmm. okay the third one last but not least mm-hmm. chesley 13 i'm down nine pounds over about three weeks the gluten and dairy-free life you guys talk about has made me feel so much better currently detoxing from caffeine and learning to love decaf green tea that's awesome great job chesley decaf green tea so good for your testosterone levels insulin resistance get that going you go girl another diet and lifestyle tweak big impacts huge sisters we hope you enjoyed this episode yes this is a great episode great for learning about fruit Mm -hmm. great to hear other sisters responses and their experience with fruit and you got you get to hear a lot wins. of great wins from sisters. Positivity. Exactly. Ending this on a positive note. That's what we're all about. Positivity, spreading great and fun information in the PCOS community, like always. That's right. All right, sisters. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, subscribing on YouTube. We're about to come out with a new YouTube video this week. So make sure you make sure you watch. Talk to you soon, sisters. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again. Sisterhood.